Welcome to Tech Driven Business brought to you by Innovative Solution Partners. In this episode, I welcome back How Know of Summerlin Analytics. Listen in as he shares key points to consider when choosing an analytics tool like SAP Analytics Cloud or SAC. Hello, How. How are you, man? I'm doing well, my sister. How are you doing? Doing well. Welcome to Tech Driven Business again. I'm good to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Hey, so I know we've been kind of talking about different topics so far. And uh, today I would like to kind of zoom in into this very important point where a lot of customers, you know, when we talk about considering SAC as their cloud analytics tool of choice, um, Mm -hmm. uh, what are some of the considerations uh, they should take into account? You know, and that's how I'm thinking we can we can dig a little bit deeper, at least from a cloud analytics point of view. Yeah, so it really depends on what their system landscape looks like, whether, you know, if they have the legacy ECC or S4, or maybe they have a um, BW or HANA data warehouse. So all those decisions sort of come into play. And I I don't think a lot of customers are aware that SAC Analytics Cloud as a tool has different functionality depending on what you have on the back end. So we can talk about that in this episode. Absolutely. And I think that kind of is a good segue to what I was alluding to earlier, right? Um, you know, when we talk system landscape, so it, it means a lot of different things depending on who you're asking. In this example, I'll use the system landscape, uh, especially from a, from a data source point of view, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when we're t- talking about creating models in SAC and those visuals, um, how does that come into play uh, when you're dealing with, let's say, for example, uh, an ECC source system or, or an S4, right, for that matter? Uh, or compared to a non-SAP source? Like, what are some of the uh, things that you should take into account when creating your SAC models? Oh, sure. So uh, one thing SAP does really well is they market their tool in terms of features and and benefits and everything you can do from a dashboarding perspective. I think the inherent problem, though, is SAP has such a large product matrix that it's hard to say, you know, does this feature work here versus another one? So if you're using the legacy ECC as your source, there's really nothing you can do in terms of getting around it. You have to have some sort of data warehouse because SAP uh, uh, Analyst Cloud works best with a proper data warehouse. But if you happen to have an S4 system, you can connect your dashboarding tool directly to S4. Um, And I was going to say, you know, on my first project in late 2017, 2018, the integration between the front-end analyst cloud and all the back-end system weren't fully fleshed out or developed at that time. But if you were to fast forward to today, you're you're almost looking at feature parity for all the different systems. Before, it used to be that we had to import the data into the tenant, into the cloud tenant first, to have everything in terms of all the functionality, all the utility of the tool. But now a lot of that feature set is rolled out to BW, to HANA, to the HANA Data Warehouse, of course, Data Warehouse Cloud, and now even S4. So there are differences now, but they're getting much less and smaller between the different systems. 
That's good to know because especially like uh, you see a, a lot of customers have a mixed bag of mm-hmm. systems and you know depending on whatever source system they are using, it seems like the the tool itself is capable of consuming that data, right? Uh, in a way that is from a, from a user standpoint, it doesn't really matter uh, what is the source. It's just the visuals and the tool itself can can mask that from them, right? Yep. Yep, absolutely. And then I think in certain cases, I think uh, my current client now we're exploring uh, even a use case, a dual use case where some reports come from their BW system that we're initiating and then a different set of reports come from S4. But the UI, the the, the interface is still SAC. So to the user, it's transparent, but depending on the use case, it could come from a data warehouse or their transactional system. Right, and I think that kind of brings up uh, 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 this point, right? You know, you, the, the lines are getting blurry uh, when it comes to the data itself, right? It is real-time information versus data stored in a, in, a, in, a, in a warehouse and being consumed based on whatever frequency it's getting updated, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So uh, talking about tips, right? Um, can you share some ideas or tips that when it comes to using different visuals in SAC. Mm-hmm. Are there any any best practices or any ideas that you like to share? Oh, sure. So the cloud itself, the, the tool itself, Analyst Cloud, has a number of different chart visualizations, and they're categorized primarily by function, right? So for example, you have a group of bar charts for comparisons. If you want to see trends, there are a set of line graphs, and then there's pie graphs and tree maps for distribution. So you have a good number of chart types to choose from depending on what you wish to communicate. With that being said, the three that I've seen the most on my last 10 projects has been bar, number one, numeric, the large numbers, the aggregation, as number two, and tables as number three. And what I found early on when I try to experiment with all the different chart types it tend to confuse people if they're not statisticians, right? You can't just throw a, mm-hmm. a scatter plot and assume people know what that means. So what I found is most people tend to stick to those three, bar, numeric, and table, as the three most common chart types. If you stick with that and start from there, you should be in good shape. And that's a good tip. I mean, keep it simple. It seems like, you know, the more simple you keep, the the better usability get out of that, right? Pretty yep. much. Yep, absolutely. And a lot of these folks, you know, they do generate their existing dashboard from Excel. And if you were to look and use the existing dashboard from a managerial uh, report deck, they almost typically use those three chart types. Interesting. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things that um, I'm looking at from, you know, a, a prerequisites point of view, right? Uh, talking about what are some of the prerequisites required for a client, right? When they're using SAC as a self-service tool, mm-hmm. because that, you know, it's almost like a, a parallel, right? You know, things that are done currently in Excel, especially when you're doing some kind of um, managerial reporting that you want to customize in Excel um, and you want to take those skills into SAC. Um, so what are like some of the things that they should have in place, right? From a prerequisite standpoint, if they want to use this as a self-service tool. 
Oh, sure. So um, I think that may be a, a two-part answer. Um, from a personnel or staffing perspective, I would suggest that um, our audience consider finding someone, whether they be internal or external, who is excited about dashboards and what this tool can do for the company. And I'm not talking about the technical features of the tool, but the way um, the tool itself can benefit someone's day-to-day chores or workload. And now imagine if you were a business analyst and you can tell your team that they don't have to open their laptop and log into SAP to see the numbers. And that would be cool because if they got an email each morning with a full color PDF with all the information they needed, um, that simplifies and cuts out that friction, right? And for the field staff, if they could open up a phone or a small tablet and get the customer sales history before going to a sales meeting, that would be easier than that than what they're using now. And from a technical perspective, companies with an S4 landscape should consider SAC as a reporting tool of choice. Um, I'm working on a proof of concept where I'm embedding the SAC dashboards into the S4 environment for a customer. And maybe we can talk about that on a future episode. But if you have a BW or HANA data warehouse and you're deciding between SAC or another cloud-based tool, then I would strongly suggest you consider SAC. And that's because you get tighter integration with live data connections and you don't really have to worry about the security. Yeah, for sure. And I think that kind of is, is a good segue into my next question, which is all about leveraging what you already have in place, right? Um, uh, so when you are dealing with uh, an S4 or data warehouse cloud source system, um, what are some of the quick wins when you want to leverage the security models, the role definition that you have in your source system? Do you, do you have some examples that you can 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 share with us? Oh, sure. So I would say um, the quickest wins you can do when you're going in and highlighting the features of a new tool is to eliminate the unnecessary things that you would have to do, which is building data model, data validation, and setting up security. <clears throat> if you could connect your dashboard to an existing data warehouse or S4 system, you're halfway there. And the beauty of SAC in terms of integration is there is no security. You inherit the security profiles of your source system, whether it's BW, HANA, or S4, and the front-end tool with single sign-on respects all of the privileges you set up versus another tool where you have to kind of maintain or even duplicate that setting. With SAC, you don't have to worry about it. Single sign-on takes care of all of that. And I think that can that can go a long way, right? I mean, I, I'm thinking from the ease of use as well as uh, the ease of deployment, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like if I can leverage my source systems uh, for my security and my, my roles that are already in place, uh, it can make much easier for, for folks to kind of uh, leverage that information, right? Uh, that That mapping that is already in place. Yeah, I would say it's an easier sell. And also, you know, long-term, there's only one point of failure. There's no dual maintenance that someone has to maintain in different systems. So I think it's a, an, an easier path as well. 
um, in terms of the actual tool itself, you can have some limitation in terms of whether user is a content viewer, whether they can consume the information, or if they're a power user, right? But in terms of the actual line-by-line, row-by-row authorization, let that um, be taken care of centrally in either your data warehouse or your S4 system. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Now, uh, what are the opportunities, you know, uh, it seems like that's a good feature to have, right? And that comes out of the box from uh, SAC. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want to do any additional security in SAC, because I know there are some planning functionalities as well as just pure uh, reporting and and dashboarding capabilities. Are there uh, features available in SAC that allow you to further customize your security or the role definition? Yeah, yeah, sure. So for some customers, they have um, data sets that they upload, whether they're doing manual um, compiling of information or planning or something like that. You can still set up security inside Analytics Cloud from a team's perspective. So you can define team roles where certain team members can see the financial information, but other team members cannot. So there are some security um, functionality, but um, it's more around who can see what sensitive information that's maybe not in your systems, but in these um, confidential flat files. Oh, that's good to know, because I think to your point earlier, right, uh, when you talked about source systems, and especially when you're dealing with multiple source systems, uh, it seems like uh, it may be a better idea to have SSC drive some of the security or the mm-hmm. role definitions, right? Because you have um, a mixed bag of information coming in to your models. Yep, absolutely. Good, good to know that. I mean, you know, it's 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 interesting when you, when you look at this overall. Uh, you know, we talk about everybody's looking at cloud analytics as the way to go, and. It's just so much simpler, and and the technology has advanced so much across the board, right? Um, uh, it seems like a, a, the most logical choice for for customers to move forward in the direction. Would you say so? I would say so. I think where you're going to see moving forward is maybe, you know, not SAP specific, but more cloud based technology. Just because from a deployment perspective, the vendor only has to maintain one instance or one master copy of the tool. It's just so much easier to use than what I think we've had a struggle with in the past, where even though a lot of customers are doing similar things, we have to have our own installation, our own custom repository. Here, I've noticed, at least on the early days, SAP was rolling out features every two weeks, and it was really hard to keep up. Um, but now the products seem to have matured a lot more. So I think at this point, um, we're going to focus more on usability versus features. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. I know we covered a, a, a lot of different things in this session. Um, would you like to share any one key takeaway uh, that our listeners uh, can take it with them? Oh, sure. So, you know, we, we talk about SAC quite often and, you know, some of the different considerations for um, implementing this tool. But but overall, um, there are other tools. And, and if you consider implementation and tool selection uh, in a broader perspective, um, I've been lucky to be in a few early conversations during the tool selection um, phase. And most customers seem to struggle with either SAC or another cloud-based tool 
such as Power BI or Tableau and you know, deciding which one to use. And most of the time, the conversation seems to be centered around features versus costs between these tools. And what I've seen in terms of outcome from a couple of these um, meetings with different companies is that the SAP-centric customer tends to stay under the SAP umbrella due to the tighter integration and security benefits that we spoke about. And other customers with non-SAP systems in the mix choose the other tools because they have similar features at a lower cost. But that cost saving is usually offset by higher development times. So that's just the cost of doing business when you're integrating different systems. But that's just something to think about. Yeah, I think, and, and that's a good tip, right? Uh, and uh, a good takeaway, especially when you have all these choices available to you. Um, one thing that folks tend to leave behind is the fact that Sometimes cost can be a factor, and in most cases it is the factor, but uh, what is the cost? Like, you know, are you looking at the cost at this point in time, or are you looking at a future cost perspective, especially when you're doing integration, right? Uh, And this is all about maintaining your systems in the long run, right? Uh, So you have to keep that into mind. Yep, absolutely. I think a lot of customers, you know, they're they're very intelligent, but sometimes they get too focused on a certain thing and they get tunnel vision. But like you said, if you were to step back and look at the total cost of ownership of not only the tool, but maintenance, and will this be accepted and which tool can actually be embraced by the business community? So those factors uh, are taken into account. Um, I would leave, I guess, the audience with one thing. Um, People now are more impatient than they were in the past because of the speed of things and and their expectations have changed, right? So app development, dashboard development, it's much faster. And if your tool can meet that demand from your customer base, then you're golden. Um, the fact that you can whip up a dashboard in an hour or two is great. But if you're taking three months to get a lower cost tool up and running, that might be a deal breaker for your community. For sure, and that, and that's a great uh, takeaway. I mean, there's something to keep in mind, especially when you're doing um, any cloud-based analytics, right? What is uh, the time to delivery and, and that matters. Thank you so much, Hao. This has uh, been a great session. Uh, thanks for some of the insights into what things we should consider, especially when you're going with SAP Analytics Cloud as a tool of choice. So really appreciate your time uh, and we'll look forward to meeting with you in the future. Yep, absolutely. Have a good one, my sister. You too. Thanks for listening to Tech Driven Business, brought to you by Innovative Solution Partners. How shared some key pointers for you to think about when choosing SAC. His main takeaway? Look at the bigger picture when choosing a tool. Be careful when being driven by cost. We would love to hear from you. Continue the conversation by connecting with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Learn more about Innovative Solution Partners and schedule a free consultation by visiting isolutionpartners.com. Never miss a podcast by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Information is in the show notes.